The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Romacraft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor strength and body you are looking for in that moment when you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch simple yet substantial tobacco talent time romacraft tobacco the after show, the after after show. show. it's the after show everybody the show after the show and mr jonathan came up with a little something uh so you, you've contributed something. You said okay, at least once. Yeah. First of all, congratulations, Jonathan. I contributed. I think something. with that with that baritone voice, your balls have finally dropped. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. He's happy with himself. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I had sure. a mirror, it'd be two people laughing. I'm not sure I like this show. No, no. The topic today is weak. Well, what's your topic? The topic is. <laughs> Uh, a story or an interaction that could never have happened if it wasn't for the fact that you're in the cigar industry. Okay. For better or for worse? Whatever. Either. I got one of each. All right. Good, because we can use it. So we'll let you start. Go ahead. Give us one. We'll save the second one in case we need it. Uh, um, I, if it wasn't for the cigar industry, I wouldn't have been able to launch my own line. Wouldn't have been in the Dominican Republic. Wouldn't have met Guillermo Leone. And I wouldn't have met other famous people like uh, like Buttle from the Jets, James Gandolfini. You met James uh, Gandolfini? Yeah, so the cigar industry has allowed me to have interactions with cigar celebrities as well as famous people. Do you understand how a story works? It's not just a broad generalization of your entire life. I want you to dive into one story. So maybe the Gandolfini one that I've never heard. Yeah. Maybe you tell that story and then that would be your contribution to the show. All right, so uh, I was working at uh, the Humidor before I was a partner in the shop in Brooklyn, and a retired New York detective was there, and uh, he had a job providing um, security at an event, and at the event, uh, James Gandolfini was there. Uh, saw some cigars in my business associate shirt. As a per, he was and there as a, as a guest. As a guest, he was one of the people that we were there providing security okay. for. Uh, saw a shirt, uh, cigar in my business associate's pocket, just helped himself to it. No shit. He uh, just took it out of yeah, the pocket. Yeah, my business partner made a wise-ass comment. He made a wise-ass comment back, turned into like a 20-minute conversation. That's ballsy, though. Take take a cigar out of the guy's pocket. Yeah, I mean, what is he? It's not like you're going to hit the guy. You're going to go to jail for that. Break his fingers. There you go. Yeah. Nah, but I, I got a problem with celebrities of doing... Uh, you know, I'm a celebrity, therefore I can take the cigar out of your pocket. Let's assume you weren't a celebrity. You'd never do that. No. I might. Yeah, Jonathan might. Yeah. I'll give you that. Someone's got a couple cigars <laughs> you, in their pocket. You know, I might get one. You know what happens one. to people that do that? They die young. Well, that, that may be the case. Right? It is mm-hmm. the case. Speaking of dying young. Yeah. The year was 2015. I was at my second trade show as a buyer. Yeah. 
And I had already early in the day got my order in because of the way the booths are set up. I like to go start on the left side because everybody goes right. That's right. And I work my way backwards pro, through the trade pro, show. Pro move, You baby. taught me that. Yeah. So I had already gone to Padron's booth in the morning and delivered my order, but I didn't get a chance to say hi to George. Oh, my God. So, you tell a story like my wife. Get to the fucking point. <laughs> when... Gianna and I, we got, was, 20, we got 25 <laughs> minutes to kill he was, She was helping me keep the paperwork in order and keep everything squared away. She sees George and she goes, you said you wanted to say hi to George. There's George right there. I'm like, all right, let's swing through. And we were going to just take five minutes, say hi to George. And as I'm walking up to George, I'm maybe 10 feet away. The largest hand that I've ever had on my body in my life or ever seen in person stopped me dead in my tracks. Andre the Giant. I mean, uh, not even Michael exaggerating. Jordan. Michael Jordan stops me, big hand, and says he's not taking pictures. Oh! So I put my hand on his hand and I look up at a very large human, and I said something to the effect of, "Yeah, George is my friend. I'm just saying hi." I take one step. He's standing there talking to the governor, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'm like, "Oh, he's not taking pictures." He goes, "Yeah." He's not taking pictures. I was like one more step from being tackled by this offensive lineman for the friggin' Chargers. Guy was massive. You didn't get to talk to him, though. I did not get a chance to talk to him. So there was no connection. But I stood three feet away from the governor. But you didn't talk to him? No. Did you talk to Gaynell Feeney? Yeah, for 20 minutes or so. Yeah? Yeah? Okay, 20 minutes is big. That's big. Yeah, last year we were within feet of... Guy Fieri, but we didn't talk to we him. Was that we a good story? To, we could have. I'm sure we could have. Yeah. Everyone on earth was bothering yeah. him. Yeah. I think me and you looked at each other and said, You want to talk to him? No. no. Okay, let's get a burger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, <laughs> that's the thing. If Gandolfini didn't grab the cigar, there would have been no interaction. So yeah, it was yeah. the cigar that created it. A lot of times. Yeah, I, I don't like bothering celebrities no they don't like to be bothered is that how it works and i have no there's nothing to me with a somebody who does it for a living a movie star right Mm -hmm. he makes believe like he's somebody else and that's the person i care about the somebody else that he really isn't that person yeah not the person that's faking it right and, uh, I would have liked to have shaken the governor's hand and, and just said hi. I don't even need a picture. I mean, I was close as, enough. As a movie star, no interest. As Mr. Universe, as, uh, you know. Seven-time Mr. Olympia. Yeah, that's who he is. As mm-hmm. a cigar smoker. Yeah. But, but I'll poor, tell you this. A poor sm- cigar smoker. Ain't oh, boy. Not Dipping him. Yeah. He's 5'9". He's if that's he's amazing. one inch tall, he's 5'9". There's no six one. That is bullshit. So he's a midget. I could see over his head, <coughs> and I'm six one. I could see over his head. Well, he's old. He's begun to. So shrink. he's right there with me. Right there with you. Wow. Yeah. But still, I, still in. And I got weight on him. I did. Yeah. I weighed more. In than 2015, he still in amazing shape. You could see biceps through his yeah. his custom tailored shirt and suit. I mean, he still was in great shape, but not but very tall. In those days, you wouldn't have been able to share your lectin knowledge with him and get tips on bodybuilding. I didn't even know what a lectin was back then. Yeah. And I was pushing 222 pounds in 2015. So mm-hmm. that's, um, it's amazing that Arnold Schwarzenegger was at our trade show. And I would say if you asked everybody at the trade show, nobody knows it. 
Probably very true. few people because I didn't know it. You didn't know it. You went to the booth to, right. till till a guy. You just don't. You. you don't. You don't recognize him until it's too late. Yeah, he's he is not the <coughs> imposing figure that he is on the internet. Yeah, what do you got, Ed Sullivan? I don't have much because I I don't like people. Well, yeah. So anyone I met is kind of irrelevant. I think you know the biggest thing is I got to meet all of the folks who were on this show. Right on and this so, show, sure. Because you want my autograph? Yeah, I do. In fact, you well, know, you know me for thirty years. Yeah, now. but I, I would say you you can go a step further because of your work at Two Guys Smoke Shop, right. and then the production of Studio Twenty One Podcast the, Cafe. The production, and I met a lot of interesting people. Being introduced to Tony V, who has now introduced you to very famous comedians, very, very famous ones, and none of those interactions would happen because you end up hanging out with them by the dumpster. And- over a cigar outside. Yeah. You're not a guy who hangs out by dumpsters. No, not normally. By default, you don't. Right. right. So th- there's an example they, of. Dave and I talked about this. We don't think Tony V would have been our friend if we didn't smoke cigars, right? He would have just true. come in to do the podcast and left. left. Right. But it's really the cigars. Listen, we're going to his birthday party. I don't mean to say anything. But- yeah. We were invited to his birthday party. We're going. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Hang on. There's two, there's two things that you said. One of them is a red flag. You said you're going like you really weren't invited. We, I was oh, invited no. as can be. By I him? Have a, I have a gift. Yes. By him. He yeah. called us on the weekend. Yes. And said I, that his wife made, made him invite us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> his wife made him, which I've never met the, the Mrs. V. No. But uh, we're going to a comedian to... being a comedian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, but you, so, know, you know what it no, took? You know what she, it took? She, she had the strength and character to put Tony V up to it, is what you're saying. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's time right. for incredible feats of strength, brought to you by Camacho Cigars. For six decades, Camacho have been working hard to build the best damn cigar around, and they have gotten through it all by sticking to their vision the strength to do anything they set their hand to. Camacho Cigars. See, this week's job, I have with me here the top 17 jobs that take strength and character to keep. You still haven't told me where the segment's going uh, when this is done, so just keep in mind. I haven't haven't got the green light on it yet. I need to know, Uh, but I'll have another list ready anyways, just in case. Um, I wish I didn't shave my mustache off because I had the best representation of you this are, next you, category. You, ne- you never don't have a mustache. I've never actually cl- seen you completely clean shaving. You probably never will. I look 14. He was clean shaving What's when I saw you here. I don't like you get, it. You're getting old. You want to look 14. Nah. Oh, no? Nah. Jonathan, I know the answer. Best representation? Yeah. Porn star. Listen, not a bad guess. You had a porn mustache. You've uh, had them. The answer's firefighter, Ed Sullivan. Oh. Five Within, five little mustaches, <laughs> yeah. big mustache. Uh, my my mustache was so nineteen seventy four gay firefighter. Gay before <laughs> before being gay was cool. You had to stay in the closet and pretend that you hated other dudes. 
That's what my was mustache said. That was one said. of the village people, the gay firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. With an average salary of, <laughs> of almost $53,000, the number Terrible. of people with Not this enough. job in the U.S. is 317,000. Wow. They literally fight fires, one of the most destructive and unpredictable forces that we know of. Whether it's saving people from burning buildings or combating wildfires, firefighters perpetually risk their lives to keep others safe. It's a task they can't exactly plan for either. It's hard to know how dangerous a fire will be and how many people are in danger until they arrive on the scene. The fact that the severe challenges of heat exhaustion, smoke inhalation, and collapsing buildings, plus they work long hours, unpredictable hours, and besides the physical toll this takes on their bodies, firefighters have high levels of stress that can cause heart disease, strokes, and or depression. You know what they do get? Three days on, four days off. Mm. They have a three-day work week. Worth it. But it's three, three 24-hour-a-day right. shifts. Depending and some of those, if it's a big fire, they can be working that whole time. Depending where. I mean, volunteer firemen in a small town, they're waiting for the alarm to sound. They all, they all they, are waiting for the alarm to sound. Right, but they don't stay in a firehouse. They mm-hmm. get called into. Oh, okay. They, yeah. They have that in my town. Yeah, you, they call them when they need them. Yeah. Do you know Roy Kirby, uh, rep for Perdomo, volunteer fireman? For years and years. Mm. I think he might have been the captain at one time. That he did it for years and years in his little town that he lives in. Now, if he had a mustache, you'd say, Meh. he's gay. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's gay mustaches? What? I think that's why he doesn't have one. Facial hair is out of control right now. Everybody has facial hair. Not uh, Trevor. No, Trevor shaved his. No, yeah. You were growing your mustache in solidarity of Trevor's mustache, and he That's shaved it. you told me, and okay, didn't we're tell all doing this. We're I said, okay, it. I am. It turned out So I lasted was. three days, and then I said, nobody's got a mustache here. Except for me. So, yeah, you always do, like I say. They say, be, be wary of people that have facial hair. That was back in the 70s. Yeah. They try to cover up. They're covering up something, right? Which is dirty face or whatever. They're covering up. So I didn't get to do one of mine. My... um. I don't know brushes with greatness, or because mm-hmm. of because of uh, cigars. Yeah. Um, I met a real hero, and Arnold Schwarzenegger is not a real hero. No, and uh, either is Gandolfini, mm-hmm. and either is uh, the people in the Cigar Authority. But Rob O'Neill mm-hmm. is SEAL Team Six, uh, badass, the guy that killed Osama bin Laden, and. Talk about risking your life, and it should be number one, SEAL teams or whatever. Every single time they're called to work, they're there to put their life on the line. I'll make literally. an honorable mention in case you can't get that thing approved. What are you talking about? Making an honorable mention. Um, so Rob O'Neill... Um, was going to be, this is right after it was announced that he's the guy that killed Osama bin Laden. And he was going to be up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And somebody asked me, hey, Dave, uh, do you want to come meet him? And this guy is big into the Navy SEALs, uh, has a big connection to them. And um, I think they were going to do something where he's going to autograph a gun or something like that. And this thing was going to be used for something. So I said, of course I want to. And they said, all right, you have to... um, Go to um, Portsmouth uh, Center um, Sunday morning, and we'll call you and tell you where it's going to be. Because they were very, very worried because he was the number one 
uh, target. Yeah, public enemy number yeah. one. For, yeah. the, for the bad guys. Right, the bad guys want to kill him because this is the guy that killed their guy. So uh, I got to meet him. I brought a box of Garofalo cigars with me just to say thank you. Uh, and, you know, um, risking his life for many, many duties that he ended up doing. And uh, I said, I don't know if you're into cigars or anything, but I sell cigars, and my name is Garofalo, and here's a box of Garofalo cigars, and I wrote, thank you for your service on it. And then, oh, my goodness, thank you. Yes, I love cigars. And he put it aside. And, you know, if there was maybe 30 of us that were there at this little gathering, and then I went and, and grabbed a... Uh, soft drink or something that sat in the corner and um, talking to some other people and stuff and let the other people deal with it. And a lady comes over to me after and said, uh, are you the guy that gave uh, Rob O'Neill the cigars? And I don't know if that was a problem or it was a good thing or whatever. And I said, yes, it was me. And she said, do you mind sticking around after? He'd like to uh, sit and talk with you. And uh, I said, Sure. And I must have stayed with him for two hours after mm. because of cigars. And it turns out he's not just a cigar smoker. He's a super user of tobacco. Yeah. Loves tobacco. Chewing tobacco, cigarettes, cigars, said, all pipes. I had to be, all I had to make sure of when they said, okay, you're, you're off on this next thing, which is we're going to go get uh, <laughs> the bad guy, uh, which ends up being Osama bin Laden. Uh, he's got to go into a convenience store and grab whatever he ends up Nicotine needing. Nicotine gum. I mean, the guy was a fiend. <laughs> yeah, so he says, I go in the store and buy, and buy my tobacco products, and, uh, and I'm off, and uh, I went and got It was the last thing I did, the last thing I did before uh, hmm. doing that. And uh, just this week, I uh, had a gathering with a whole bunch of um, Navy SEALs, and these are the, the most badass, uh, patriotic badasses, that there is in the world. Um, these guys, it's unbelievable what they do. And there's no, there, I, I follow David Goggins on social media and probably the most, the most famous Navy SEAL at this point ever. And he tells the stories about being in the water and having to put yourself in a different place mentally. Oh yeah. Standing over with the drill sergeant on the, the beach in a jacket warm mentally while your body is in that yeah. 40 degree water and the waves are rocking over your head. Unbelievable. All right, Barry, you got a second. Uh, yeah, it was going to be more tongue in cheek, but if, you know, if it wasn't for the cigar industry, I wouldn't have met my wife. That's right. So That's right. it might have been the liquor industry, but it was, a- <laughs> <laughs> it was an industry yeah. in any case. I mean, it was moving up to New well, Hampshire. Was, was she smoking a cigar? Yeah. She was smoking a cigar, She too. was at a All cigar right. bar, because yeah. I only knew one person when I moved up here. Yeah. And uh bartender got so tired of me hitting on her, she introduced me to her friend, who became my wife. Wow. Just to push you off on somebody else. <laughs> yeah. That's the ultimate. It, it tells off, you how much off. she actually really thinks of my wife that she did that to her, but that's another right, story. Right? And they're still friends to this day. Best yes. friends to, to this day. Uh, I got uh, Rudy Giuliani, and a lot of people have met in the cigar industry Giuliani because um, he actually pops into stores and buys cigars. Huh. Uh, one time he came in, grabbed cigars, and went, and I got to meet him. Another time I met him at the same place I, I met with the um, uh, the people in Portsmouth where I was with um, Rob O'Neill. I met Rudy Giuliani there on purpose. That that was a, a just a quick meet him. And the quick meet him turned into two hours. Mm. He came in with a cigar already lit. I had a box of cigars with me. And uh, he sat down and said, oh, 
you're the cigar guy, huh? Yeah, and we started talking. He, a lot of sports, he talked about history and cigars. And his people came over to him a few different times and said, Mr. Giuliani, we should be going now. And he said, in a minute. And he continued to talk. When his cigar ran out, he said, can I have one of yours? And I said, sure. And he lit that cigar and stayed till that was done. So two whole cigars <laughs> that he ended up smoking because he was into it. Huh. Later, he showed up at this store. Uh, a two guys smoke shop in Salem, and uh, he walks in, and they tell me, "Oh, Giuliani's here." So I run down, and I said, "You want a private place to sit, or do you, you know, whatever you want to do?" And he says, "Why? What do you have?" And I said, "Come on up here." And um, this is before we. This was uh, no, I think it was on a weekday, and the center part in here, the, the private room was closed. And um, I said, you want to sit here? He said, this is nice. And him and his entourage of three or four people came up here, and they probably stayed a couple hours while he smoked a couple cigars. Dave, that was before he had hair dye running down his face, Before, before. Big uh, proponent of taking the band off before he lights the cigar as well. Yes. If it wasn't a Padron 80th, I probably wouldn't know what he had smoked. But if you know the Padron 80th, Mm -hmm. it's it's a Bellicoso. Both double-ended Bellicoso uh, box press. Yeah. So there's no other thing it, it was. There's I, one I, other one. Milanio has one similar, but it's a it's a completely different looking cigar. And I don't think the Milanio was out at that time. No, yeah. probably not. And I said to him, Padron 80th, and he says, "Wow, you're good." And no, because that's all it could be. <laughs> but I did tell him what he was smoking. Uh, and when I had that cigar with him uh, on the deck at the at the other place, uh, I gave him a Garofalo cigar. And he immediately took the band off it, which I didn't want him to do. And then I would have took a picture of him smoking Garofalo, but I didn't. But Rob O'Neill, I took a picture with Rob O'Neill holding the box of Garofalo cigars. So the real hero is the Rob O'Neill thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And one last one I'll mention is um, I met with the – and who knows where they are today because this was 25 years ago when I spoke at Harvard University. Harvard asked me to speak – and I, with a packed crowd that was there, I was up on stage and telling them how to cut, light, and smoke a cigar. And they asked questions, and they came into after. And it just dawns on me that, you know, Harvard, the top, top school in the world, who was in the audience that day, and where are they today? You know, mm-hmm. who knows yeah. who was there? I right. mean, you, Zuckerberg went to Harvard, right? Was, didn't he drop out? Or? Yeah, he dropped out, yeah. but Whatever. he went there. Yeah. yeah, maybe he was one of the guys in the audience. It was it was all classmates and stuff. Who the hell knows who they were? But you know, uh, that would be nice to have a list and, and look and say, "Oh my God, this guy is this guy or whatever." But who all knows? All because they heard you talk about cigars. Talk about cigars. Imagine that. Anything else? Anybody else? No, I think for me, a lot of it is experiences places i've traveled that i wouldn't have otherwise travel is huge for me yeah. uh, cuba right i went there and sat out on the patio area at the hotel nacional smoking a cuban davidoff wow oh i i've sat on the patio and smoked cigars there but not a cuban davidoff well um at the time i was a pretty good customer for mitchell orchard yeah you know who had a lot of vintage cigars yeah. and he brought them he brought them bringing cigars back to cuba 
<laughs> bringing guys back, which is interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they... and that was that was that was up there. The, the Cuba trip was probably my number two favorite cigar trip. Nicaragua was number one. Yeah, going again, to see everybody was, can drink now. Going to see Perdomo, which you've been on the that tour. That was huge. Yeah. you know, as a cigar smoker, everybody should take an opportunity to go there if they have a chance. All right, this is the after show. And uh, the after show exists because of the boys from Romacraft. And next week on the Cigar Authority, the boys from Romacraft join us. Mike Rosales and Skip Martin will join us live in the studio as we launch their Volstead 1920 cigar, something mm. brand new. We'll talk to them about what do cigar manufacturers talk to each other about. Yeah. This is what cigar people on cigar podcasts talk to each other about. But what do cigar manufacturers, do they talk about us? Do they talk about I'm sure retail? they talk about retail. Yeah? Oh, We're yeah. going to find out all the, all the scoop next week on the Cigar Authority. See you then. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.